Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Hello everyone and we're back and this is Sarah and we have a special guest today. Also that was Katie by the way. I feel like I just like, overlooked her beautiful awesome self. I'm like oh my god it's all about me. It's Sarah and a special guest and oh. Katie. Sorry Katie I love you. Oh, oh I'm good. I'm just over here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> She's like hi guys. Hi, I'm still here. Um, sorry, I got so excited because our, our special guest today is my friend and colleague, Elba. Hello. Welcome. Yay, <laughs> welcome, Elba. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am Loki freaking out because I am such a huge fan and this is my first podcast in ever. Oh, like, so, yeah. Thank you, guys. We're popping your podcast cherry exactly. right now. Exactly. How does that oh, feel? Oh, oh, oh. It feels really powerful, actually. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get it now. Oh, I get it. Interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We're very excited. And to give some details, tell us where you're from, how you ended up in Berlin, all the things. Everything. All right. So, um, I am from Guadalajara, Mexico. Oh, did you guys hear that rolling of the, the <laughs> R? I just can't. So this sexy. Love it. No. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of hard to pronounce, actually. It is. I, 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 yeah, Guadalajara I is, like, not easy. Um, I was born in the 80s over Ooh. there. Me too, yeah. me too. Me not too. there. Awesome. Girls. Yeah. And I've been living in Germany for around seven years, almost eight in Oof. April. And in Berlin, around a uh, year and a half. Oh, wait, no, over two years, two years and a half. I don't even know. But I've been a while. It feels <laughs> like a long time. Marvelous. And Marvelous. Elba and I met at work, mm-hmm. so... She was one of these badass chicks that as soon as I saw her, I was like, hey, her hair is amazing. She <laughs> looks like a badass bitch, which I'm a fan of. Thank you. And then I started chatting with her and told her about the podcast. And instantly she was super supportive and adorable and listened and shared it with her community, which is so amazing. I didn't even ask her to. And she shared it and then also put it in like Facebook groups in Berlin. So we thank have a really you. good fan and supporter here. So yeah. Thank you. I mean, I'm always a fan of people who are doing stuff. Yes. It's not easy. People think that it's super easy and it's really not. So everyone who has like a project or anything, I'm like, yes, you go, girl. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Queen. Thank you. Love it. <laughs> Artists supporting artists, right? Right. Yeah. Correct. Um, okay. Well, our topic today you guys unless there's any other announcements i feel like this is like a, in in church we have announcement section yeah meeting you do like the opening prayer and the opening song and then they do announcements before like the thing things get started yeah okay interesting yeah no i'm ready let's jump right in cool so our topic today so we always talk about obviously ex-mormonism because <laughs> That's what we talk about. We're both ex-Mormons. Um, Katie, jump in at any time because I'm struggling on the bus today. <laughs> okay, like, okay. It's a struggle bus. Um, but today we thought it'd be interesting because Elba grew up Catholic. And it's for me, there's quite a few similarities, I think. But also I, it will reach a lot more of our listeners and they'll be able to resonate because some of them didn't grow up 
in the Mormon church, but they grew up in a religion or they fell in love with someone who grew up in a religion Mm -hmm. and have to deal with those traumas and stresses that go along with those organized religions. So for me, it was interesting when Elba and I first started chatting to see the similarities and differences, but more so we have very common experiences growing up in a very strict religion and having this guilt and shame Mm -hmm. and everything. So I thought it'd be really interesting to hear from from Elba and your point of view and your story and all the experiences you've had that makes you want to go fuck religion. Yeah, and- fuck religion <laughs> big time, dude. Like, oh. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, as I guess, as everyone's story, it, start, it starts in my childhood. Ooh, can't wait. Baby Elba. Yes, baby Elba <laughs> growing up in Guadalajara. I have to say that it's a very Catholic society. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, it's a type of society that allows you to judge other people based on how they look, mm. um, how they walk, how it basically just like, I don't know, they can say shit about you and they feel okay with it. And a lot of that is, I guess, comes from religion. Mm-hmm. Um, religion, Catholic religion has a huge story in Mexico um, because they, uh, well, as probably, I don't know if I should give like a history lesson, but probably do. Yeah. Yeah. it do. starts out with, you know, the uh, Mexica culture and this type of different culture that when this, uh, the people from Spain came to conquer, they basically taught, yeah, the people that were there, they said, fuck everything that you know and everything that you believe. And now you have to believe in this, which is Jesus and one true right. God. And <sighs> yeah. White so, people ruining everything all the time. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yeah. Always white people ruining For everything. over hundreds of years, pretty much. <laughs> I'm so sorry you have to record with two white people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, uh, I mean, even though it happened like 500 years ago, I can say that um, the culture of Mexico is actually the result of this clash, of this mm. huge confusion Mm -hmm. at that moment where you come from having I don't know 500 gods and each one of them represents either a feeling a stone a plant an animal uh, a behavior it's Mm -hmm. so complex and then something else comes and tells you no it's just one and everything that you thought you knew is not real anymore and if you don't believe in this I'm gonna kill you Oh, my God. So, yeah, that happened. And Mexican people, I believe that is the result of that, trying to find yourself again. But right now, um, Catholicism is super heavy still in Mexican society. And I grew up in the middle of that. And, I mean, especially as a woman, Mm -hmm. it's super, um, you have to fit into this mold. Yeah, that you have to be nice and quiet and your husband is everything and you don't there, there's this saying that says calladita te ves más bonita which means when you're quiet you look prettier oh my god yeah translate in my head but that's okay whoa but that's already like one huge similarity i was just gonna say that like ding 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 similarity with mormonism 
Similarity number one. Let's go <laughs> ahead and mark <Nice>. it. <laughs> yeah. But it's true because it's the same. Like Mormon women are taught that the man is the the head of the household. You have to respect him because he has a priesthood. So you have to be submissive and the perfect wife and never be feisty or sassy. Like you're just meant to be supportive and loving and look your best at all times. Like basically perfect and un realistic like it's it's not reason and that's why there's such a high rate especially in Utah of like people wanting to look perfect so all these diets like the episode we did on MLMs like they have to look perfect (laughs) they go on these crazy extreme diets and for what like they're all they're all like depressed too yeah of course yeah and yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, I mean, maybe this is a bit of a tangent, but it's also one of my biggest pet peeves in Hollywood movies and shows, too, is that the stereotypical American family is like an unattractive man with a super hot wife. <laughs> yeah. And it pisses me off so much because you would never see an unattractive woman with a super hot man in a show. And I feel like that stems on this idea of religion as well, that the woman is just supposed to be perfect. Yeah. And the man, it doesn't matter because they're a man. And like a trophy wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking patriarchy. <laughs> Fucking, exactly. Exactly, Katie. I think also another uh, thing that is relevant at this point with the women is that um, if you have a husband who doesn't treat you well, but you already married him, of course, by the eyes of God and everything, um, even if he hits you or hits your kids or treats you very badly, um this is a commitment that you made with god so you have to stay with him and you pray until he like realizes or whatever and then um if he doesn't uh, there's also another saying that says it's it's, es tu cruz which means it's your cross so this is the thing that you have to carry because this is what you have to like give to god this is the path that he chose for you and it's basically just Keep it low, stay there, hang in there. You wow. know, the simple. So gross. It's like honestly making me feel sick to my stomach. I know. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. One, another similarity, ding, 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 number two. <laughs> but I would say similarity and difference. I think in Catholicism, divorce is seen as like the worst thing you one of the worst things you can do right well, it's basically impossible yeah like it's impossible yeah like if you marry once by in the church there's no way that you can marry again or oh, basically the pope needs to say ah okay <gasps> you can marry that. again yeah yeah yeah. it's like a super hard thing to do it's not not oh something i had no do. idea wow you do wow. once and then you screw for life yeah so then that's another i guess yeah similarity i feel like in the mormon church it if you're married civilly, mm-hmm. divorce isn't that hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, Kitty, if you would disagree. But if you marry in the temple, then it's the same thing. Like, basically, the prophet has to say, the prophet or one of the counselors has to say that it's okay that you get a divorce. And mm-hmm. the wife has to ask for permission because she's sealed to him in the temple. Oh, wow. And it's like this whole, yeah. So even if they're, again, abusive or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like you have to ask for permission to divorce. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. And we had a listener message us the other day asking her husband's ex-wife 
So they, so her husband was married to a girl in the Mormon church and sealed. Mm -hmm. And she was asking like, does that mean they're technically still sealed in the Mormon religion? Yeah. And I, I answered, I don't know, Katie, maybe I did it wrong, but I was like, if he's excommunicated, then the covenant is already broken. Oh yeah. Uh So then it's no longer valid. That's what I would guess too. Uh, Of course I like don't know for sure, but when there's excommunication involved, I think it, technically like takes away your covenants and stuff yeah which so, i guess would be the same in the catholic church right because you can be excommunicated from the catholic church i wish i could get excommunicated <laughs> i mean i don't know how that is done oh. it has to be because if you want to leave catholic church it's uh it's a very hard situation like you know i don't it's not legally but like the papers that the catholic church has mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go through all of that, you need to go to the temple, to the church that your parents uh, baptized you. No. Yeah. And then you have to send this paper to like the national church or something. It's a super complex thing to do. So no one does it. And for me, the other option was to get excommun- you know, like, excommunicated. excommunicated by someone else. So maybe in like a few years, I'll get that. I don't know if I talk shit enough about the church. Maybe I'll get my... Listen up. Keep talking shit. Yes. Make your own podcast. Catholic. That would be amazing. (laughs) That should be like a goal for me or something. Maybe. I had no idea it was that difficult. I feel like Katie and I are now on the other side of like being a listener, being like, oh my God, I didn't know any of this. But it's exciting to to hear but also it's, it's shitty to know that it's that big of a deal but actually like part of my story is that when I came to Germany um me and my husband needed to do the Anmeldung so the Anmeldung is just like saying the government here I live here mm. I am and one of those questions was what religion do you have mm. and we thought that this was just like statistics or demographics or whatever and we said Catholic but like a few months later, we found out that that question was because we had this um, tax for the church. So every time that my husband gets his payment, I believe it was like 9% or 10% yeah. was this, yeah, from his salary. And we we're like, fuck this shit. I want out. So we had to go to the Rathaus, yeah. which is like the city, count- the city, city hall. City hall. Yeah. Um, so we pay this notary, this person who reads a letter in front of you and he tells you, so you're giving away your right to be a Catholic. Do you know what that means? And we're like, yes. So you are aware of, yes. And then you pay your, I don't know, 30 euros or whatever. They stamp it. And then like, okay, you're out of the Catholic church in Germany, in front of the state not like you know this this is like a different level it's from the state of germany according to them we are not catholics but because we got baptized in mexico we are still are catholics there oh my god okay so just so i'm i want to make sure i'm understanding this because i'm i'm over here with like my jaw on the floor so (laughs) so they the government was taking like 10% of your husband's paycheck for the Catholic Church? Correct. Oh my god. <laughs> exactly. It's insane because yeah. especially because in Mexico 
the church is not um of course they are not going to take away your money because there was a huge thing like in at the beginning of the 1800s where a president decided that catholic church and the state were going to be separated from now on and it was a huge thing oh. so it ha it's in the law that they don't have to be together mm-hmm. but i come here And it's the law that is taking my money to give it to the Catholic Church. So for me, it was like, what the fuck? Number one. Oh, my God. And two, in Mexico, if you want to give money to the church, you just, like, give them whatever you want. You know, like. That's one difference that we have. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Difference. Number one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because the Mormon Church, you're required to give 10% of your income. Uh, Okay. Like, you have to. Like, even if it's your last dollar or whatever, it's required. Uh And a lot of Mormons argue because they say, no one's making me pay tithing. But essentially, they are because you can't get a temple recommend unless you're a full tithe (gasps) payer. What? And you can't go into the temple unless you have a temple recommend. So, Whoa. yeah, you are paying 10% for a membership fee is what yeah, we call it. exactly. Because Which that is, is what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened here in, in Germany. You pay your membership fee to be a Catholic. So that means <laughs> that you can, you know, baptize your kids and get married in the church, whatever. But also, if you have kids and you want them to go to these nice schools <gasps> that they're Catholic... We, for example, me and my husband, we're not going to have kids, but if we yeah. did, um, they were not, they would be able to go there or to go to these uh, retirement houses that are also by the Catholic Church. I didn't know they we had retirement places. Yeah, they even have hospitals, what? girl. There's a lot of money going on there. I was just going to say the Catholic Church is scary with how much they have. Like, I mean, I know Mormonism has technically probably more money, but like, the Catholic Church has a lot of, like, institutions Whoa. and things like that. Yeah, it's throughout crazy. the world for hundreds yeah. of years. It's insane. Yeah. This is crazy. The first, I mean, I went to a Catholic service once or tw- now, like, three times in my life. Uh-huh. And I was, as a Mormon, I was like, oh, my God, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're wearing those robes and going to the temple, like. <laughs> oh, I'm dancing in my robe and green apron. <laughs> Um, God, that's so ridiculous. But yeah, I remember thinking it was like weird with the chanting, which again, uh, yeah. chanting in the Mormon religion, you also do that in this temple ceremony. There's that weird, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. God, here, which I heard it in Spanish for the first time because oh, really? I went through the temple oh, in Madrid. Yeah. So my whole thing was in Spanish and that was like, oh, wow, wow it's even more intense with like, yeah, it is. Um, anyways. No, I've already forgotten. Oh, yeah. So I went there a few times to a Catholic church. And then, fuck, what is my train of thought? I've totally forgotten. Uh, no, it's Catholicism. No, but that's what different. it does to people. <laughs> the difference, like, different. the payment, we were through payment and then, like. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, guys. Back on track. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, but that's all. I didn't know a lot of it except for studying and literature because we did the saints class. So it was like we studied all the saints in Catholicism. Why? I'm, it was like, like literature. Like philosophy or what? No, like just the literature behind oh. it. So the actual like creation of, we we saw it instead of as a religious thing, uh-huh. as literature. Okay. So I studied all of that and that's part of the requirement. Actually at BYU, the Mormon university I went to, part mm-hmm. of our requirement was to go to a Catholic church in Salt Lake City. I don't know if you remember this one, Katie. It's like a famous one, like Saint mary i think or something it's in downtown it's like one of the oldest catholic oh, church. yeah 
Yeah. Anyways, we had to go there to like participate because we also studied about relics, which I find so fascinating. And one of my favorite <gasps> topics in Catholicism is like this idea of a saint and a relic. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But sorry. So the other thing was that I watched the most recent movie with Anthony Hopkins. The two uh, folks? Yes. Yeah, I watched it too. And tell me, okay, I just have so many questions about you, Katie. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> have all these Catholic questions because I watched Go that ahead. movie over Christmas and uh-huh. I was like, Whoa. oh my God, me too. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I watched it with my parents. And when we finished the, the movie, we were like, okay, so this is like basically Catholic Church propaganda by Netflix that everyone needs to like the Catholic Church because, oh, look at this couple of guys That's trying what to I do thought. it. Like, I really thought, Katie, I don't know if you've seen it. What was it called? The Two Popes. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, definitely watch it. It's it's a new movie on Netflix, but I would agree <laughs> with Elba that I thought it was really going to portray the Catholic Church how, like, more truthfully, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt like they highlighted the really positive parts, which it's is sick. It's fine. But no, it it's makes not you, fine. It's not fine. It makes you at the end. <laughs> no, of, I'm just glad <laughs> it's not fine. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like raping little boys left exactly. and right. Exactly. They even talk about that shit, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, yeah, I I did know. Uh, we did know that this uh, person was raping kids, um, and I feel really bad about it." Yeah. And oh, it's like, well, why what? don't you do something then about <laughs> it? That's- Turn in those priests to the authorities instead of just moving them around to different dioceses. Like, no. Clarity number four. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Protecting <laughs> sexual predators. predators. Yeah, like, we, there are a few counts of, like, bishops or people just, like, in, in churches mm-hmm. who were molesting or raping mm-hmm. children and mm-hmm. then the bishops know about it. Either if it's not the bishop or the bishops know but they don't do anything about it. They just cover it up. And mm-hmm. these these predators go to different wards, and the the members there aren't told anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and not, the bishop doesn't report it to the police. Similarly to how the Catholic Church they don't report what their priests do to the police, which is would be the correct and moral thing to do. But they whatever they abuse their religious power and let yeah. these guys keep abusing minors, like yeah, and ruining their lives. Which is another, like, I remember watching the movie Spotlight. Oh, my God. That movie is so good. Brilliant. (laughs) Please watch it. And I watched it again as a Mormon, and me on my high horse was like, Catholics are the worst. I can't (laughs) believe that they do that. And because it shows, like, it's a true, the true story based on all of the cases. The journalists, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it was really, for listeners who don't know, it's just watch it, first of all. But it is, it is very depressing, so yeah. heads up. Yeah. Um, but it's the true story based on, like, the team of journalists who basically, un, like, discover all of these cases mm-hmm. of Catholic priests molesting children and them covering it up by just moving them to different wards and never talking about it. And they had a trail of, like, one or two, and then it led to, like, discovering 300-plus, yep. I believe. So. Yep. Um, but again, I remember thinking like, oh, we don't have that in the Mormon church because we're the only true church on the face of the earth. But in reality, yeah. Yeah. it was happening in the Mormon church too, but it was covered up the same way as it was in Catholic church. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so fuck Catholic church again. <laughs> <laughs> Hope did you hear that? 
Please excommunicate me. Or how do you say it? Excommunicate. Excommunicate me. <laughs> I think that should be the name of the episode. Pope, Pope. can you hear me? Please. <laughs> Pope, okay. can you hear me? Please. <laughs> Sending this to the Vatican right now. Have you guys seen the Netflix docuseries, The Keepers? No. Is it okay. Good? Watch that. Yeah, it's really good. It's another one that's really um, along. It's kind of similar to like Spotlight, but it's a docu-series and I won't give anything away, but it's good. Put it on your list. Okay. Cool. Basically, Netflix fucking pay us because we've just advertised oh, three you. of your material, like your movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? <sighs> I thought you said something. Listeners <laughs> are probably like, you guys are off today. <laughs> It's me. I'm sorry. It's a Catholic church. That's what it does. It's because it's the two religious and ex-religious people in a room. And it's like the Catholic side and the Mormons. We're just, we're fighting right now. (laughs) Our energy. You know what I I especially love about this episode too is because we haven't really ever focused on another religion besides Mormonism because we don't have experience in it. So I love that we're doing this because we get so many haters coming at us being like, well, why don't you question the Catholic church? Why don't you question like Islam? And it's like, we do. Exactly. <laughs> we just don't know a lot about it. So I'm so happy that you're on and we're like digging yeah. deep into it because it's like, of course, we're going to question it. We just need yeah. to have Definitely. Experts. Actually, I used to have a YouTube channel. Oh, and Yeah. And one of these videos, it was about me as uh, from Latin America uh, trying to adapt to the German society, right? Yeah, because yeah. there are a lot of things to adapt to. And uh, one of the episodes that I did was about the church, the tax church, oh, church tax. How do you say church tax? Church tax. So um, I explained the whole thing, how much money these fuckers were getting. Uh, the Catholic Church, the number one, um, how can you say it, like company maybe yeah. that has um, the most amount of people working from them is the German government. And the second one is the Catholic Church in Germany. And the amount of money that they get because of this um, tax church, church tax, is so much. And they are losing every money because a lot of people like me are uh, like saying, no, thank you. I'm not going to give you any more money. So when we did this, we received a letter from the Episcopado. I don't know how you say like the high... um, offices or whatever and with a letter saying okay so um we're sorry that you did this we want you to explain us why you did this and then it came like a blank page and an envelope with a stamp for us to send them our explanation (laughs) no like you don't owe them a reason so weird and then uh, of course we didn't but i did the the um, video and it is the video that has uh, the most amount of hate that I have received in my life. Really? Yes. What's the name of the video? Shout it out so people can I want to listen to Impuesto la Iglesia Católica. <laughs> I mean, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Although I, I could just listen to that all day. Say yeah. it one more time. Impuesto la Iglesia Católica. 
we'll but, we'll definitely yeah. give that a shot. I want to. I'm sure listeners will want to watch it as well, I mean, even if it's in Spanish. Spanish yeah, but... it's in Spanish. But I try to keep the most, you know, professional way, just giving facts and telling my story. And yeah, people got super pissed about it, and it was like, yeah, it's fucking bitch, and you don't believe in God enough. And I'm like, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. That uh, is another similarity. If you yeah. speak, against, yeah, yeah, speaking out against the Mormon Church, you are definitely gonna get a lot of hate too, which we know because we do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, maybe this episode will have double the hate because we'll have Catholic hate and Mormon hate. Oh yeah, it's like a combo breaker. Yes. You're yeah, gonna I mean, have to hate. Yep. It's like, for example, in your Instagram post yep. that you had a lot of likes and people were there and everything. They think that they are, I don't know, defending something, but according to the algorithm, it's better it's for us. It's just helping us. It's just I better know. for us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's Katie. I love that she does this because she'll, sometimes we're like, oh, fuck them. We're so over it. But then Katie's like, yeah, but it A, it makes them look bad and B, it helps us out. So totally. just let them keep going. Totally, yes. <laughs> I know we had some really awful, really, really really mean people this past week uh, commenting on our Instagram and I was so close to blocking them but then I was like oh no they're like (laughs) they're definitely helping us in the long run and they're making themselves look like total assholes so and and homophobes the one of the comments was just like blowing my mind they were saying that brainwashing is not just religion and that like being in a same-sex uh, relationship is a form of brainwashing <laughs> and we were like what Wait, uh, she was an idiot yeah <laughs> and then Katie was like if you say one more homophobic comment your ass will be blocked and I'm like, <laughs> like get out of here with that nonsense um how oh. does the catholic church what do they teach about the lgbtq community oh good question um well, of course, it's not. When I was young, it used to be way more um, harsh, you know. Um, yeah. I don't think because I've listened to a few of your episodes, I don't think it was as strict mm-hmm. as in in Mormon Mormonism, but it's still not uh, accepted at all. Mm-hmm. But you know how we have this new pope who mm-hmm. is uh, Jesuit. So a Jesuit is a very specific type of, um, I don't know, priests? Or oh. they have, like, its own groups. It's um, Dominicos or Jesuits or this type. And whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like we need to go back to that. Yeah, what? yeah. So um, we, we have priests yeah. and we have nuns. Yeah. But inside of these, there, there are so many that they can, like, some sort of specialize. Yeah. According to a saint. So you can be a priest, but you also have like the doctrine of the saint who is San Ignacio de Loyola, for example. Mm. And if you follow his specific school and path and way of thinking, then you can become a Jesuit. Oh, my God. This is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the Jesuits have a long story of education. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I went to school with Jesuits, both mm-hmm. my high school and university in Guadalajara as well. They are seen as the most progressive. And, for example, I had um, 
um, class where we spoke about different religions, agnosticism, and we touch uh, different subjects like abortion or euthanasia or mm -hmm. this type of things. So it's a very open mind, you ah, can say, okay. and, and you can speak your mind. Um, so this new pope belongs to this group, which ah, is Jesuits. I didn't understand. Okay. Yeah? And this pope, who has a Twitter, of course, um, <laughs> he tweets about uh, the LGBTQ uh, group that like we don't need to be hard so hard on them yeah you know it's not like yes come on like yeah, yeah you can be whatever you want but it's not as uh frowned upon oh, by okay. this pope because he is like the one that tries to bring new stuff to the church because he knows that he's losing people mm. oh no oh, the mic fell the mic fell oh <laughs> do you Sorry. think okay so maybe this is a question i don't know well, obviously, because I'm asking it. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm smart. Um, so in the Mormon church, you can't be a practicing Mormon. And, in, and well, you can, I guess, Katie, you can be in the LGBTQ community as a Mormon, but you can't live the lifestyle, oh, right? Yeah. So you can never yeah, act I on your so, feelings. Yeah, you can't, like, be in a relationship with anyone unless you're, like, forcing it and forcing yourself to be in a straight relationship like you can't even if you're gay you can't like hold hands with a boyfriend or girlfriend and also you can't be transgender and be Mormon because yeah. they believe that gender is eternal so like mm -hmm. technically you could still attend the ward services but if but your bishop would if you're transgender I guess depending on your bishop but they most likely would not allow you to take the sacrament and definitely you couldn't uh, get a temple recommend or go to the temple so it's basically like you're not getting any of the benefits of well what they see as benefits <laughs> of the yeah. church if you're part of that community exactly is it the same in the catholic church like um, could you pro like gay marriage there's no gay marriage okay at all not even mm -hmm. close um, but for example, if you are gay and you want to go to church mm -hmm. and, you know, take the sacrament. sacrament or whatever, you can, but you're not going to be holding hands with your same-sex partner. Oh. Um, and sometimes it's like, okay, we know that you're gay, but if you are a good person, that's fine. But it also depends on the on the priest mm. of this church. Because there are so many people in the church, mm -hmm. in each uh, city, that there is no way that you can control everything that they do. So yeah, yeah. it's like, I mean, if you're gay, you can be gay. Maybe we're not going to see that as a wow, that's cool. But you can be, yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, sorry, Katie, do you have a question? Um, well, you just mentioned, this is just a little quick side note, but you were talking about, like, the sacrament. Is it called communion? Yeah, thank you. Um, do Catholics, so this is what I've heard, but I don't know if it's true. Is it taught in the doctrine that when you're having your communion, that it, when you're eating it, it literally turns into the body and blood of Christ? Well, it's not that it turns into, it's that that's what it is. Because um, when the entire ritual of Mass evolves around the fact that God died for our sins. 
And the highest point of this event is when the priest has this, I don't know the name in English, it's in Oblea, it's flour with water, basically, that it's hard oh, and like a cookie. Like a little, it's oh, like a little wafer. A wafer. Wafer, there you go. Wafer and um, wine. Yeah. And then the priest says, so as, as if Jesus was speaking, this is my body and this is my blood and you are going to get together and remember about me and everything that I've done for you in representation of like what I've taught yeah. you and you eat this. So then we all uh, set up in lines or well, they uh, make huge lines and then the priest and some other people that are helping give you this well, welfare and uh, you take it and then they say the the body of Christ and then you say amen and then they put it in your mouth and then you go uh, you sit and you pray you know you you talk to God or whatever you do that after you ate the body of Christ it's so creepy when you wow. think about it like the whole sacrament and communion thing is so weird and creepy mm -hmm. and like that ritualistic thing of like oh I'm gonna pretend to be eating someone's body and drinking their blood yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so I that's so, so astic it's <laughs> I love yeah. that stuff too um that makes me think of I, one of my brother's ex-girlfriends mm -hmm. was Catholic. And I remember I went to church with her as a kid, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, seven or eight. And that part with the communion, they like asked you to come up. And exactly. and I was so anxious as this little <laughs> kid because yeah. we're taught not to drink alcohol and it was wine. And so I was like, <laughs> I'm not partaking of this. Oh, yeah. My like, brother's girlfriend was just like, it's just like a little sip. It's like grape juice, basically. It's mm -hmm. very watered down. It's not like... You know, and you just take this wafer and you eat that. And I was like, nope, I'll only eat the wafer and that is it. <laughs> like, yeah. That's all I'm doing. And I remember, I'm sure I wrote it in my journal somewhere. Like, Today, <laughs> yeah. I was filled with the Holy Ghost and I did the right. I chose the right and I did not partake of the wine. Of the alcohol. Oh, my God. Wow, the church is true. The church is true. <laughs> but actually... Um, I think it's not that common now for people to drink the wine mm. because it's just too many people. Yeah, I mean, that's true. There would be like, I don't know, 12 bottles It'd for everyone. Huh? What? It'd be expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, and not the church is poor. Healthy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Money. Um, so I kind of want to backtrack and, yes. and talk about, okay, so two things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look at maybe two things that we yeah. talk about first you mentioned that you grew up obviously catholic and you went to catholic schools yes. so high school and university yeah. were catholic which is another similarity because i went to a mormon university mm -hmm. so i'm mm -hmm. interested to hear more about that but mm -hmm. then also at what point did you decide you don't believe anymore and you went out Good like question. what what led up to that point so um for the first one yes i went to school Actually, I started going from when I was seven years old. Mm -hmm. It was the first school that I went, and it was a school of um, full of nuns. Wow. And it was the most traumatizing event of my life. Mm. I even wrote a, a story about it because it's insane how, as a little girl, they make you believe that you need to behave a special way, and anything that's different from it, it's wrong. 
So uh, the way that you dress, the way that you talk, the way that you speak. And if you do anything, the minimum thing that goes away from what they think is right, they will go at you and make you feel like shit. And mm. yeah, it's like heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Then That's I went to mental abuse. Definitely, of course, to a seven-year-old or to a ten-year-old, yeah. whatever. And um, but then I changed to the Jesuit, which is a different mm. approach, a more personalized type of education. But I still had my, um, you know, classes where we review the Bible or we reviewed um, what God did or what Ignacio de Loyola, which was the saint. Mm. That of the Jesuits, what he did, his life, or whatever. And we had mass every first Friday of the month and things like this. Um, very Catholic situations. And that was your university or was it your high school? High school. Okay. Yeah. In the university, um, I didn't go to church, but I was still going with my parents because also going to church is a whole uh, thing that revolves around the family and the mm. community. So um, one thing is going to the to a Catholic school, but another thing is that type of education that you get at your house. Um. So every Sunday we had to get up early and go to the church, and I hated that with all of my gut. Oh my God! Similar to number five. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I hated that every Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You have to get up and get ready. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long are the Catholic Church services on Sundays? An hour. An hour, okay. Yes, just one hour. And they're usually, for example, like you have at 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 11, 1. And then gotcha. in the night, you have at 7, 8, and 9. Okay. So you can just pick one of you those. Pick one, yes. Oh, that's but convenient. Also, it has, I have to say that um, the church that... I went to, which is also the church that my husband went to, which is weird. Another story for that. Um, (laughs) The mass that was at 9 a.m. was the one that was dedicated to kids. So the way that they explained the the, uh, evangelio, how do you say like the gospel? The gospel. I learned that from missionary work. Of course you did. So I had to learn it in Spanish. You got it, the gospel. Thank you. This is handy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, the gospel was explained to children the, at the 9 uh, mass. But at the 7 p.m. was for young people. So uh, the gospel was explained to them specifically. Wow, that's brilliant marketing again exactly. on the Catholic Church. And dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's how it went. In Mormonism, they have, you're like assigned a certain time each week and it changes every year, which is weird. It's like, I can't remember the times that I want to say it's something like 9 a.m. one and 1 p.m. on Sundays. And, and it's it used to be three hours long and now it's only two. Three hours? Three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, just on Sunday. And then you have other activities like almost every other day of the week when you're Mormon. But I just think it's a a mixture between the two. So, like, Baptists do, like, the the Mormon style of, like, 9 to 11, 12. Mm -hmm. But then they also have evening services. Mm -hmm. So you go back in the evening on Sunday. Also. Yeah. So you have both. Mm Because I remember my mom, like, growing up, we did, like, and my grandmother as well. 
it was Baptist. So mm-hmm. you had both, like, all day Sunday it was just church. And I was like, Whoa, oh, my God. my God. Yeah. But at least with the Mormon church. And I think, Katie, the times differ depending on the area because mm-hmm. they yeah. change different times because there's so many Mormons uh-huh. in right. a certain area that need to use the building. Oh, wow. So you have different times. Yeah. 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 So yeah. for me and my area, because it was very small and like we were a very tiny mm-hmm. ward, we always had it from nine to twelve. Like okay. Oh, okay. always. Um, okay. But yeah. Yeah. No. In this one, you just you were able to choose. And actually, if you didn't have time on Sunday, you could go on Saturday evening, and it counts also. Really? Yeah. 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 Because, for example, a lot of weddings. Mm-hmm. or baptisms or these type of things happen on Saturdays because you, of course, make a party out of it. So if you go to this one on Saturday night, that means that you don't have to go on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so smart. Yeah, convenient. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And um, to the other question, it's also, I think, linked to this one because I, I hated going to church, of course. Yeah. It's super boring and you're just like listening to some old person talking and telling you how you're going to go to hell um (laughs) so i started like questioning these things since i was very young Mm. um since i was i went to school i learned in this like scientific method and i asked my parents like um you guys this does not make any sense come on like seriously i mean this guy is telling me that this person created the world in seven days, but I'm thinking like, like I'm going to classes and we're learning about evolution. And this makes more sense than a person just inventing yeah. everything. What's happening with this? And they're like, well, it's just that some people want to believe in one things. And, and I was like, okay, so that means that I can believe in this other thing instead of this one. However, um, my parents, of course, wanted to save my soul. So they mm-hmm. were very strict of me going to church. So I had to. They, um, yeah, I was basically having to go to church. But as I grew older, I started questioning more and more and more. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the guts to, like, talk shit about this until I was married. Until wow. I was, um, that was rather recent, right? No, like eight years ago when I moved to Germany. Oh, that's right. I always think that yeah. you're in, okay. Yeah, she's yeah. been married for years. I'm uh-huh, such yeah. a bad friend. Like, <laughs> we just got married the other day, right? It's just because I look very young, so I'll take it's that as true. a compliment. You do. Thank you. Um, so it was up until I believe it was six years ago when we went to this thing to the church tax and this oh, yeah, whole situation, yeah. and that was the first time that we started being vocal about this and active. Uh-huh. And saying to everyone that we know, like, hey, this is not right. And this is because it's just a trauma that you have to go through in life based in guilt. And that's not healthy. And how can people choose that over just being free and accepting of everyone? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it wasn't that hard for me because I think I grew up in a place where I mean, at the beginning, my parents were, of course, very strict, but then um, it was just like, okay, we understand what you mean, and yeah. you know what? You're right. I mean, these priests are behaving very badly, and we see mm-hmm. how things are uh, with the Catholic Church, so they didn't even have, like, a backup ar- argument to the things really? that I say. Yeah, okay, so, so they were okay with you. Yeah, they are. 
good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was my parents. Of course, they it wasn't like as easy for them, but they now are super accepting. Accepting. Yeah. I know I've I've always imagined like if I was a Catholic or if I knew because I don't really know many people who are Catholic but if it's so prevalent in the news it seems like every week there's another scandal like another story about what a priest has done to a child Mm -hmm. I mean it's in the hunt over like thousands of victims at this point and I just feel like any Catholic it would be really really hard to stay and to justify that because like you said, like with your parents, it's like they can see it. They realize that it's terrible and they can realize like why people would be totally against it. And so it's interesting to me that there still are so many practicing Catholics, even with all this uh, atrocious abuse happening. Yeah. But I think it's also like how I maybe it corrects me for wrong, Elba, but it's so interwoven. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. It's 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 Yeah. Is that the word, Katie? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> got it. <laughs> in, into the culture of of Central and South America because oh, yeah. of this idea. And so now it's more of, it's a religion, but it's also just a cultural, like, right. you, you can't break it. It's really hard to separate the two. And I've heard a lot of Mormon missionaries tell me, like, that's why South America is so easy for Mormonism and that's why we have a lot of temples down there we baptize a ton because they already have this basis of a fear inducing religion and also they're god-fearing people like all these things so it's easy just to say take all that foundation and now we're going to throw in some green aprons and robes (laughs) and chanting even more like and people are on board right um so yeah for me it's uh, it's crazy to think that it's just like it, you can't separate the culture and the religion and it's really you can't I mean I guess it's the same in Utah Katie like it's really difficult to separate like the culture of Mormonism and then right. just being from Utah like it's yeah a, yeah it's for a, sure even in places like Boston and Baltimore where pretty much everything is run by the Catholic church because there are so many prominent Catholic people there. And like the diocese are super powerful and the police forces are the majority of them are Catholic. So it's like, yeah, it's totally just in the culture at that point. They're, they're one in the same almost. Exactly. And it's part of the moral. It's what they know, what's wrong and what's right. And it's everywhere. That's, that's like, the biggest problem, I think, that they use this type of moral to create laws for everyone. Oh. This is where it's wrong. Because this mentality of, for example, abortion. Yeah. Because the church is, of course, against it, because they are going to lose people, that means losing money, they are not going to let women decide over their own bodies. Oh and God. they want to make laws from this thought. Right. This is where it's dangerous. Oh, completely. Yeah. And I totally agree with that because the Mormon church does that as well. They try to make, they advocate for laws and legislature Mm -hmm. for things that they shouldn't be meddling in because they're a church. They should be separate. But yeah, they try to change it for everyone. And that is dangerous. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, speaking about abortion, I'm curious, um, cause I've heard so many times just on like TV shows and things that the Catholic church doesn't approve of birth control at all. Is that true? 
Um, I have been to, I think I can only speak from when I've been living because there are also very different type of Catholic churches. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, I have gone to this type of uh, groups for young people. That's also one of the things that my husband and me did, that we belong to, to the same uh, group. Ah, um, so like a youth group. Exactly. Ca- yeah, ah. exactly. Like a youth group. And we got together like every, I don't know, Tuesday or whatever night. Oh my God, that's so similar to Mormonism. We have what's called Institute and it's on a weekday, once a week and uh-huh. you go and it's all the youth from 18 to 30 and you there hang you out. Go. And, exactly. yeah. and you talk about the Bible yeah. and then how that... Uh, what that means to your life and how you can, you can like react. So one of the things that they talk about this is, yes, I mean, sex is completely out of the question. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be having sex unless you're married. Right. Okay. Ding, and, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty classic. And um, so that means that even if you do it and you use a condom or whatever, that's not going to be any difference because that is a sin. Okay. Oh, interesting. So it's like, no, um. this is not because if they say yes to condom or birth control or whatever, that means that they are saying yes to the act. Gotcha. So, so do they even preach that like to married couples that you shouldn't use, you know, birth control or condoms, like, or do they just kind of demonize those things and then not talk about it when it comes to married couples? Um, no, I, it's, it's pretty much, it used to be way harder before that it said like, it's totally wrong. Right. You are going to have as many kids as God sent you. <laughs> Oh my god. But right now it's like I mean, you are very poor and you're not able to feed them all. So yeah, maybe it'd be a good idea just to put a condom now and then. Or yeah, it's like it depends. They have been very flexible, I think, in Mm. the past few years. But before, no. It was like no, that's straight up wrong. Right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I have um I have two more questions yes. as well. I feel like we're over time, but this is so interesting. I know. We might have to have you back on for a follow-up yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. So much shit to I, say. Like, I really do. I feel like I have so many questions, but I know we're already at like 45. Mm-hmm. But um, so two questions. So yes. first, I'm always fascinated by confession. Mm-hmm. And I want to know all about that because we have a small version of it, but I don't even think ours touches what Catholics go through because mm-hmm. we have to have like bishop interviews but it's like, it's not like you, you sin and then go, I don't know, Katie, okay. we'll, we'll explain it. But like, I definitely am interested about the whole process of confession. Good. And then second, for us, the point of view, like with Mormonism, it's like this white savior comes to South America and like oh, preaches. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's Jesus. Like he comes to, to the Americas uh-huh. and he's like, white. <laughs> yeah, and of course he's white because Jesus yeah, from course. Middle East is white. Yeah, totally. Obviously. Blue eyes, gorgeous. Obviously. Look at those apps. Come on. Yeah. And they, like, teach the people, and that's where the Book of Mormon comes from. So it's all about, like, and they have these giant battles in Central and South America, <laughs> which none of it is architecturally, like, or historically correct, yeah. but we believe it. Okay. Like, yeah. they, they mm-hmm. talk about, like, what is it, horses and stuff there, Katie, that... Yeah. 
was yeah. not there at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like yeah. all these like brass plates and stuff, brass also wasn't there. Like none of these ruins of great battles are there, but nice. they say. All right. And then they have this idea that, well, it's not an idea, it's a do- part of the doctrine that the less righteous group of people called the Lamanites were cursed with darker skin. Oh, that, shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, they have these movies that we watch white actors with spray tans. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Bad. And it's so, so bad. Offensive. Like it's yeah. so what? awful. And we're taught that oh like God. darker skin is like a curse of your. Like a sin. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, uh, yikes. Major yeah. Yikes. So yeah, I, yikes. I would yeah, love yeah, to get your input on that too. If you ever came across Mormons or. No heard of this story or anything like that because it's mind-blowing no not at all I mean this is no this is the first time that I'm listening yeah yeah (laughs) because I mean um we Mexico is full with a lot of um weird things as well of course and a lot of them comes from this uh pre-hispanic situation yeah. So there is no way that this um, this discourse of Jesus came to save us all is even valid or even no. real. Yeah. So they we all know that it came with the people from Spain. Uh-huh. That's the mm-hmm. thing that we, of course, know, because also that's when uh, Mexico City uh, got uh, founded and they where there used to be the... Um, pyramid for Huitzilopochtli and Quetzalcoatl, they turned that down and they created the, how do you say it, Catedral, Cathedral. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the same place. Ah. So people who used to go there to, you know, pray to this other uh, god that they used to pray to, now they go to the same place, but to a different god. Wow. Because that's how they did it. And that they do that in every single part of the country. So they take out the old one and they bring the new one. And the people that used to be there were like, okay, so how did we do to, you know, pray to this God? We bring them flowers and we bring them this thing that you burn and it smells. Oh, incense. It's not incense. It's uh, called uh, copalo, I think. It's a special thing. Ah, okay. So instead of, they just changed the, the name and a little bit like the sense. Um but it's the same place, and that's the most important part of colonization mm-hmm. is the Virgin of Guadalupe. Oh. And the Virgin of Guadalupe has a lot of um, elements from the Aztec culture, from the Mexica culture, which is a, a virgin that is um, has brown skin. Mm-hmm. And in her robe, she has a few elements that the these people used to describe a pregnant woman. For example, the pregnant woman has this lace tied above her her belly so that you knew that she was pregnant and she has. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things around it that they took the elements from their culture to bring them to the Catholic uh, element. And then they were like, okay, yes, this is our mother. This is, um, I think, Mitzalitzli. I think she, she has a special name. Uh, and now that they have the elements that they knew yeah. with a virgin that they can recognize from these people, they were like, ah, okay, 
So this is what they want us to do. This is what we will do. Wow. This is the, the basic element of colonization, La Virgen de Guadalupe. That's kind of like Katie and I talked about, oh, what episode was it? Halloween, I think, where mm -hmm. basically it's the same idea where Christianity, Catholicism, whatever, they took um, this pagan religion of all yeah. Eve and just switched it to another one so yeah. that people would, <laughs> like those who were pagans, they could easily take them over, like transfer it to being Christian. Exactly. So yeah. And based on pagan or, yeah. you know, uh, poly, what is it when the multiple gods, poly, uh, polytheistic? Yeah, exactly. Beliefs. And just because it was easier to just do that instead of make <laughs> something that's actually true, but they don't. It's, I mean, that's all, yeah. any religion in and of itself. Like if you go back with Greek mythology, everything, it's like, you adapt. Christianity just took Take some it. of those parts and created yeah. this book and that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing is that they didn't even speak the same language. So the only way that they could really like show them was either with, for example, theater or I don't know, like this is a lot of things that happened with flowers because the Mexica used the flowers to a lot of things. It had a, a huge value to them. Mm. And here in Europe, At the same time, no one took flowers to the church. That wasn't a thing. Mm. It was from them who got them because that's how they pay respect to their gods with what? flowers, things like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just adapting them, It, adapting to what they knew to. That was a great marketing. Yeah, exactly. Well, that and also added the part that if you didn't believe in this, we kill you. But the other part as well. Which is a lot with sainthood. Like, I've mentioned in one of the episodes, too, one of my favorite saints, um, of course, now I don't remember, St. George. Uh-huh, yeah. The one with the dragon. Exactly. I love it. And so, one of, so that's one of the ones I studied, and, like, I went in Stockholm, and they have one of the original statues from, like, 1300 wow. in one of the churches. So it's amazing to see. Yeah. Um, but the whole idea was that, you know, he comes in on his horse and he's to save the city and mm -hmm. he's like but wait I'm not going to save you from this dragon unless you all promise to convert to Christianity mm -hmm. so it's like okay he's just going to let you die unless you convert like yeah. it's either be killed or be Christian exactly. and so then the city's like okay we will and he slays the dragon and everyone's a Christian and yay. exciting and yay yeah <laughs> I hate it <laughs> oh man and yeah. then Okay, okay so, confession. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, 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 confessions. And then part two, I want to talk to the next time because we're yes. definitely over. Next time, I would love to continue with this idea of Mary because we don't have that in the Mormon church. Yeah. Like, well, ah, same, like yeah, like for Mary, the Virgin This is praying. a huge thing because it's a representation huge. of what a woman is supposed to be, Sarah. Yeah, see, I had no idea. I just know that it's a big thing in Catholicism. Oh, yes, yes. And in Mormonism, Mary is just basically not. I mean, we talk about her a little bit, but like really? women in general is like, oh, wow. We don't talk about Mary, about um, God, like Heavenly Mother. So uh -huh. we don't talk about like she's too sacred to be talked about. Oh. And also, like, the prophet's wives are never taught. It's always just men. And they say yeah. it's because women can't, basically women can't handle the 
the attention or like you know they want to keep them sacred because they're too delicate to, <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. yeah yeah yeah, yeah but yeah, basically cool. they're just sexist so yeah yeah, yeah. So growing <laughs> up I was always like really interested in Mary and I was always thinking like why but Catholic church oh, no, is like I thought it was really cool because I'm like oh they're showing this like woman but now I understand it's not that cool because it's yeah. more of like you have to be this perfect yeah. woman yeah. um Okay, hey, next time, part two. Next time, part two, definitely. Yeah, that'll be great. Confession. Excited. Confession. So, now, picture this as an eight-year-old. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Where the, one of the most important things that you have to do as a Catholic is to have your first communion. Mm-hmm. And to do this, you have to go to, like, this um, school where you learn all of the prayers. And then once you go through that you have to confess for the first time before you have your first communion. And the confession always happens, or most of the times, happens in these special rooms that are made of wood that are inside the churches. Mm. And in the middle part is always sitting the, the priest, and then you enter uh, next to it through mm-hmm. a small like door. And then the... the um, you know, the priest is sitting and he opens this door and then he asks, okay, my child, tell me your sins. Oh. So Ugh. you basically oh. tell them your sins. What do you time. say as an eight-year-old? I, I took um, a candy from the drawer that I wasn't supposed to or I'm not studying enough or I'm hating oh. my brother when we play. Things like this. Wow. And then, of course, if you're a grown-up, I guess that would be much harder. And you tell them everything that you feel, that it's a sin, that you're supposed to know already, whatever it is. And after you say everything, they can, of course, ask for more information so that they know exactly what type of sin we're talking about so that they then tell you what you need to do to have those sins forgiven and it's basically they let you know you pray two holy fathers and three ave marias oh hell marys hell marys Uh and um you come to church every day for the next two weeks to mass you know and then you're forgiven and then you're forgiven exactly and then once you're forgiven, that means that you can have the communion, the mm-hmm. the like wafer, the wafer and, and everything. Yeah. Exactly. And then if you have another sin, that means that you're not supposed to eat the body of God of of Christ because you are with sin. Oh. So you need to confess again until the priest forgives you. Yeah. And then you can go through the whole thing again. So you basically need to like go to confession. Uh, depending on how much you sin. Oh my god, that would be such a mental fuck for me. Yeah, like it is. We have to confess sins as well in the Mormon Church, but it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's more of like the big sins, like like you kill someone. Yeah, oh, or okay. like you have sex before marriage, or you okay. get drunk, or, or you get... masturbate. Yeah, masturbate. You have to go and talk to your yeah. your bishop, but like. Things like lying or whatever, like you just pray and ask for forgiveness on your own and you are forgiven. But like the bigger sins, you have to go to the bishop. And the same with us, like until he says you're forgiven, you can't partake of the sacrament. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, someone but, else has to tell you when you're ready or whatever. Yeah. I can't imagine at eight years old. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I can in the sense that, like, again, I had to, like, repent of my sins and confess at, like, nine, I think, for masturbating because I was the gross little kid. <laughs> I don't think it's good. It's fine. Um, but it's I remember always being, like, terrified as a kid. Yeah. And, like, my stomach, like, my anxiety, everything was so high. Lovely. And I, I thought I would have to, like, go to the bishop. But, like, my mom actually didn't force me to. She was just like, okay, just don't ever yeah. again. And it, like, tear, like, traumatized me. Of course, yeah. Obviously. But I can't imagine as, like, mm-hmm. a kid going in and being told that you have to confess all of your sins right away. No, but it, it's not that you need to confess. It's that you are a sinner. Oh. you are eight years old and they tell you straight up you are not doing right there's always something that you're doing wrong so don't even try just go to this priest and let let them know and then you'll be fine you're like oh what the fuck God. yeah yikes the original sin shit is yeah. so shamey and guilty it's gross yeah yes yeah, it's, it's the base um, of all of the religion do people know like so for example if you go for I don't even know. I'm doing air quotes too long without going to confession. Do like people know or does the priest like seek you out and tell you like, I'm just wondering how that could also be like kind of public shame if you like don't go to confession enough. Cause they're like you said, they're like, we're all sinners. We're all sinning and you're not going to confession. Like at, do people like check on each other like that or anything? Well, I, I don't, maybe, but the only difference is that you are not in line to take this, the body of, yeah, yeah the communion. Oh, That's okay. the only way that they can know. Okay. There's no shaming because there's so many people that there's no way that you are going to, like, no. Gotcha. But, but isn't it also, like, kind of a stereotype in Catholicism that you want to be seen as a smarter? Like, you want to, like be the person who's like oh I'm not taking a, like a wafer because I've sinned and I'm like what is it called where you it used to be in the old day like physical um punishment I like uh oh, where you yeah. whipped yourself sorry Katie oh no I was just gonna say it's kind of like a persecution complex thing or like yeah you think that you're such a sinner also yeah yeah exactly because I I mean again that's a stereotype in like Hollywood movies and stuff but like the Catholic is always like I'm a sinner I'm a sinner and they want you to you know they don't partake of the communion or whatever and they want people to know that they're like always trying to forget like repent and ask for forgiveness and oh it's gonna kill me listeners you might know but like the Catholics when they punish themselves physically not now but back in the day with like whips and they would whip mm-hmm. themselves yes. as a way of punishment mm-hmm. it's gonna drive me crazy that I can't think of there's a word for it um yeah like that's often seen as like Catholics are always like the more Catholic you are the more righteous and the more like you're constantly like your suffering is what is going to take you to heaven exactly yes well, oh, exactly. yeah 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 and, yeah, that is a thing, definitely. Yeah. Um, the more that you either, I don't want to say degrade yourself, but like the, the lower that you put yourself before others yeah. is always the best. Because that means that you're going to go to heaven yeah, and that God is going to forgive you or whatever, but you need to suffer here. There's no other way that you are going to go to heaven. 
I hate that. I I know. Not fun. Just make this life miserable in hopes that the next one won't be as miserable. And it's like, if the God wants you to feel this way while you're here, what makes you think that heaven's going to be any better? Like, God sounds like a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up dick. And an asshole. Because it's like, they tell you, God wants you to be happy. But at the same time, if you are happy, that means that you're not going to go to heaven. (laughs) What? That's such a good point. (laughs) It makes perfect sense. Yeah, right? (laughs) My God. Elba, I could talk to you for another three, five hours, but we're going to do a a part two because I would be fascinated to know more about like this idea and like the the shame and the guilt that Mm -hmm. comes from Catholicism, Mm -hmm. but also like saints, like talking about St. Mary or the Virgin Mary and then the, all the other saints that you pray to as well in Catholicism and then relics because I am just so fascinated with Catholic relics. Like I think it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I took a whole class on it and to this day, I still do not know how when they unbury those bodies that My dad preserved. had to do that. Really? Yeah, because he's a doctor and he works in a hospital and with nuns. Yeah. And they have this old nun that is they want her to become a saint. Yeah. So they have to have certified doctors who take a look at her bones that are like 150 years old. And they have to review them and then write a report to send it to the Vatican. So that the Vatican, yes, yes, we can talk about that next episode, guys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I want to know all about that. I'm yes. so fascinated in it. I can't wait. I'm ha- so happy you want to come back because this has been so lovely and enlightening. And also, I mean, enraging, but still. <laughs> <laughs> As usual, you know, religion, this and that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god that was so good I hope all you listeners loved it as well which I'm sure you did because Elba's amazing <laughs> and her stories are great thank you thank um, you for having me I had so much fun of course we can't wait for episode 2 yes. ah! um, as always oh and send us your, your links to anything that you want to share we definitely can promote yeah. on this episode as to well your Instagram. yeah exactly yeah, um, cool. YouTube videos even though they're in Spanish we have a lot of Spanish speaking yeah. listeners so exactly. it's fine yeah. Um, the story you wrote up, like, I think any of that stuff, it'll be great to have with this episode. And as always, listeners, thank you for supporting us and for your love and especially shout out to our Patreons. Like, thank you so much for your support. And we will eventually have the store up, which will be exciting. And we have merchandise um, sent to you guys. So that's it from my side. Me too. Yeah, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Ciao. Bye.